G'day everybody, my name is Elliot Waters and you're listening to the Dysregulator Podcast. As always, thank you for tuning in. Well, 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 today, tell me someone, is today Thursday? I check my calendar and I see Thursday. Now this is a little bit scary because the last sort of thing I remember was Monday afternoon having a bit of Seroquel, Cotiapine, and then planning to sleep for the afternoon and then get up for dinner and, and continue on our merry way, but that didn't happen. It's now Thursday, and I don't know where Tuesday or Wednesday really went. And this is why. So in Newcastle, there is one premier live music venue and nightclub, and that is the Cambridge Hotel. And I've been fortunate enough to work there for the last six to seven years, which is great. The only problem is it's closing down, or it has now. We had the big farewell festival over the weekend. Now, I did something which isn't advised, but which is something I've been I've done a lot over the years, which is try and combine two jobs into one. So what happened was during the day, I'll be working at Bunnings, eight to 10 hour days, you know, working away in the timber yard on a forklift. And then at night we had the Cambridge Big Farewell. So I'd work, you know, eight hours, 10 hours, seven to five or whatever at Bunnings. And then boom, straight into town, Newcastle West to the Cambridge Hotel for the big, um, the big farewell festival. And it's huge, huge moment for the city. It's a huge loss. It's very sad but very, very monumental, and it did feel like history was, you know, developing as I was standing there serving drinks, and that's really what happened. I was at Bunnings during the day, and then I'd be at the Cambridge Hotel at night, and I did that Friday, Saturday, Sunday into Monday, so Saturday, Sunday into Monday was was fun. That was, Sunday was 7 to 5 at Bunnings, 5.30 till 3 a.m. at the Cambridge, and then 5 a.m. at Bunnings till 1 p.m., and then I had that Seracle, so over the weekend, I've had single digits amount of sleep for the whole three, four days. It's just been an absolute, I have just been in the grind and just pounding away as I've done many times in my career so far. This isn't anything new. Elliot doing two jobs and not sleeping. And, you know, I used to do this every single weekend for a few years there. I've I've had Bunnings and Cambridge. I, I got both jobs within a fortnight of each other. So they've very much been parallel, but there's been a lot of crossover as well. And I think this time my body just said, you know what, Ellie, you're 32, it's probably enough. No more of this stuff, you know, what's wrong with the old nine to five Monday to Friday? And I think it's a good idea because obviously, you know, and my mother asked me, you know, were you on any substances to keep going? And the honest truth is no, I didn't even have modafinil. I ran out of that like Thursday, so that was gone. So I was just going off fumes, bit of caffeine and just strength and resolve, and, you know, Elliot just gets in there and gets the job done. But the problem is, you know, if you keep doing this, you know, I I used to work night shifts, you know, graveyard shifts, and then I'd be driving trucks, or I remember I was a garbage truck driver, I used to start at 4 a.m., and I'd finish at, you know, 1 or 2 o'clock, and then I'd go over to another transport depot and drive a truck there till 7 p.m., and I did that for, like, two years. Like, I need to stop doing, you know, these crazy sort of shifts because at the end of the day, they're not really getting me any there. As I sit here right now, I'm about to beg you all to sign up to my Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Elliot Waters. Please, please sign up. $10 a month to help me stay out of trucks and do the nine to five Monday to Friday and get me back into therapy. Support the podcast that supports you. Okay, I've got it all out. But yes, you look at my career. I've always had two jobs. I'm always doing weird hours. I'm doing graveyard shifts or I'm doing doubles back to back. And I've been doing it for, you know, when am I 32? I've been doing it for about 15 years. And the thing is, I've got next to nothing to show for it. 
Now, this latest effort, episode, you could probably call it as well, but let's say effort, that's a bit more positive. This latest effort is one for the ages, you know, like like I, I hadn't slept properly for like four days and I'd just been working, going, go, go, go. Absolutely unbelievable performance. But, you know, the Cambridge Hotel closing, I think, I think for me, it's very metaphorical. So the Cambridge has sort of represented the side of me, I guess a bit like the rock and roll star, but, you know, that side of me that, that you know, works till late, you know, you know, he's up at all hours and, and, you know, eyes popping out of my head, you know, and I used to, and I still do glorify that. I romanticize that, you know, hard work. And it's because when I first started my career, I was in transport, the trucking game, and the trucking game was full of a lot of hard men and women. And I was fascinated. This is partly why I started doing psychology, because I was fascinated how people can do some jobs and just keep going, keep going. The human spirit, it's unbelievable. And I've tried to copy that, I suppose, and, and emphasize it in my own way. But the problem is, you know, we as I said, we don't have much to show for it. And really, at the end of the day, you know, I would put myself up against anybody when it comes to work ethic and the ability to keep going on and on. And that's really great. But really, what at the end of the day, what, what good does it do? Because I've now lost, you know, I'm still trying to wrap my head around this. Today is Thursday, I think. Like the last sort of memory I have is, as I said, Monday afternoon, you know, hadn't slept for X amount of hours, whatever it was, since like two days before, having one Seracol 100 milligram and being like, right, that'll get me asleep for the afternoon. I'll wake up for dinner and we go again. And and we didn't, you know, we've woken up today and it's Thursday. I cannot believe it. And it's a bit worrying. You know, it's a bit scary. Days are just gone missing. Like I'll never get those days back. What was going on? Talking to my family, what was going on was me snoring away, which is, you know, probably what I needed. But at the same time, you know, we've lost these days. It's a bit, it's a bit of a concern. And it sure is. You know, I remember when I was at the Cambridge, I was filling up fridges because that's, you know, I don't know if I've explained that, but I'm a bit of an all-rounder, a bit of a glassy. So, you know, I'm picking up cups and washing them and I'm restacking fridges and I was serving the odd drink as well. You know, my fingernails are just killing me from opening cans over and over and over again. I've got cuts all over my hands and um, it looks, it's, it's yeah, a couple of battle scars. But, you know, so I do sort of everything. And part of it was, you know, as I said, restocking fridges and putting ice in, in fridges and doing all that sort of stuff. And I'll tell you, my back was killing me. And it wasn't just like sore. It was like, Elliot, you're getting a bit too old for this. You need to sort of, you know, look after yourself. And that's something I've not been very good at not been very good at it all. As we know, that's p- pretty much why I've got the podcast because I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to show how poorly you can manage your own well-being and hopefully turn it around in real time here on the show. That's the plan. But, you know, even look, go back to episodes when I did my honours degree. You know, it's the same thing, just blasting whatever substances to stay awake. You know, everything's done at the final minute because the ADHD just would not let go. And, you know, sleep deprived, just smashing it, just hoping for the best, you know, close your eyes, fingers crossed sort of stuff and just keep working. And even as I say this sort of stuff now, I'm so proud of the work ethic and the ability that I have to just keep going. But one day, maybe I will not be able to keep going. This is what happens. And I need to identify this, which I'm sort of doing now, and try and get in before everything, you know, blows up in my face. Because... I'm still very scared about the idea that today's Thursday 
And the last sort of memory I have before this is Monday, just after lunch, 1.30 Monday, and then boom, that's it. Today, it's Thursday. I just can't wrap my head around it. And the only sort of reason that this can be happening is because the old burning the candle at both ends, I think we've just about burned everything out. So, you know, this is what happens. People get burnout, you know, and, and all this stuff, chronic fatigue can kick in and, you know, it can happen to the best of us. And although I glorify, you know, working all these big hours, working through the night, blah, 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 at the end of the day, you know, what have we got the show for it? Not bloody much. That's why I really need you to sign up to my Patreon. Everybody, $10 a month, $10 a month keeps Elliot in therapy, support the podcast that supports you. But anyway, anyway, enough of that. So yes, the Cambridge Hotel closing down, like I said, for me, the Cambo really represented like a different world, you know, because I'm a bit older. I'm Newcastle's oldest glassy, or I would have been, or pretty close to it. You know, it sort of represented this, well, dare I say it, more immature sort of side of me, the 16-year-old, the rock and roll star, all that sort of stuff, you know, wrapped up in a job, it was sort of this one, you know, it was keeping me feeling young, you know, staying hip, seeing all the latest music, you know, all that sort of stuff. And it was great, but yeah, I'm getting to the point now where we need to just let that go and just live life. You know, don't pretend that we're something that we're not. Don't, you know, don't absolutely wreck ourselves, you know, trying to maintain some sort of identity which is wrapped around being the hardest worker in the world because, you know, unless I'm getting heaps for it, which I'm not because I'm so poor, please sign up to the Patreon. Um, you know, it, it is hard to justify, you know, all the nights lost and, and, you know, all the days that are now being lost. It's, I still can't believe it. Today is Thursday. And the last sort of thing I remember, it was, my, oh, that's, anyway, anyway. So I think the Cambridge, you know, we're talking, you know, decades of history. This is huge for the city of Newcastle. It's terrible, but it's so monumental. And I just feel like, you know, it's very fitting. It's very much a metaphor for me in how I operate. I think it is finally time to shut down this side of me that is obsessed with trying to outwork and, and you know, all these sort of immature, you know, hardest worker in the world. Oh, my God. You know, oh, my God, I, I can, I'm still like a 16-year-old at heart. Oh, my God. Like, forget all that rubbish. We need to sort of close that now and let's live a life worth living and, and maybe look at the nine to five, Monday to Friday. I don't know. But... I just feel like, and this is so hard to explain, and I'm probably doing a terrible job, but I do feel like in some ways, you know, this working in a live music venue nightclub scene, you know, every weekend, work until who knows when, I just feel like, like I said, a lot of my immaturity, the subcomponents or personalities, if you like, that are a little bit immature, not developed like they should be, and to be honest, should probably be left in the past. I feel like there's a lot of that wrapped up in this. It's metaphorical, you know, this is, you know, it's symbolic. There's nothing real tangible about this, but I can feel it, you know. I can feel that these sort of immature components from yesteryear are in some ways wrapped up in this job at the Cambridge Hotel and the fact that the Cambridge has now shut its doors, which is so very, very sad, but I feel like this really gives me an opportunity now to pivot away from these sort of immature way of thinking, pivot away and start to look forwards and look back ahead again and let's start working hard but putting in for me you know this isn't the show off for other people this is let's do it for me let's create a life worth living i think this is time to really really pivot away 
from those immature goals and aspirations, you know, to be the hardest worker, blah, blah, you know, work through the night. Oh, I'm a night owl. Big whoop-de-doo. Who cares? Let's start working smarter, but let's start working for ourselves and for the real fundamentals of ourselves. Forget about this immature sort of way of thinking. Oh, there's been a lot of talk about that lately because it's huge on my agenda. I really, really, you know, I hate to say it's a bit embarrassing, but I need to really become an adult. (laughs) I really, really need to become an adult. I need to get like a real job, not a real job, but a job that's, that, you know, is really in line with my goals and my values and, and ethics and all that sort of stuff. So in other words, doing something in the community with mental health. But man, it's time to pivot away from this, as I said, sort of immature. And again, when I say immature, I don't necessarily mean like, you know, a 10-year-old sort of immature. I mean just less developed, you know, very superficial sort of goals. I want to be the hardest worker in the world. Well, what does that mean? How do you even measure that? And is that actually a measure of success that we want to be measured on? And I don't think so. I think what we want to be measured on is how engaged are we with life and how much you know enjoyment are we able to get out of it and what are we able to do with other people? You know, Can we inspire other people or, or lift people up to our level that we've attained or vice versa, you know, really be a part of this community and belong instead of, you know, oh, yeah, I just work through the night because I'm so tough, you know, I'm a night owl, who <laughs> You know, you wouldn't imagine what happens at 4 a.m. And that's true. But at the same time, who cares? Oh, man, this is a very long explanation of my immaturity in a job sense. But I think that makes sense to people. I will say this, though. It is so sad that the Cambridge Hotel is closing here in Newcastle. Unbelievable. It It, it is an icon. It is an enigma in itself, let alone the people that work there. And I'm not talking me, you know. You know, I'm talking some of the others that have made such an impact on the Newcastle community and the venue itself is so historic and it's unbelievable. It's closing. It's very, very sad. But as I said, I think it's sort of fitting in my own story. I feel like this is an opportunity to close one chapter and open another and maybe pivot towards some goals and aspirations that are are a bit deeper and more in line with, with the fundamentals that I sort of believe, you know, instead of this superficial stuff, I'm the hardest worker, look at me go. Because you can see it, you know, if you want to go back the episodes when I was doing my honours degree and stuff, you know, working two jobs, doing my honours degree, trying to manage ADHD that wouldn't let me study properly. Like, it was an absolute nightmare and it almost sort of killed me, basically. It almost did. It was absolutely horrendous. Go back to those episodes. It's just great stuff, really exciting, really enjoyable, those episodes. But it's true, you know, and and this immature sort of part of me is so proud. Now, look, it's one thing to be proud that we got the degree. That's great. But this immature sort of side of me is proud of the way that we did it, the fact that we, you know, had to abuse substances and, and didn't sleep. And, you know, like I remember one of my friends, she saw me at university. I'd pulled like two all-nighters and she burst into tears when she saw my face because I looked so downtrodden and just defeated. And this part of me, you know, I think I think normal people go, oh, that's really terrible. You know, we need to try and sort it out so things like that don't happen again. Whereas me and I don't know if it's like an interest thing with autism, I'm not sure. But even now as I sit here thinking back to when my friend was crying because I had the biggest bags under my eyes and, you know, I hadn't shaved. I just looked like an absolute mess, just strung out. You know, I got the assignment done, by the way, but still, you know. Yeah, there's still a part of me that glorifies and romanticizes that. And I think it's wrong. I don't think 
you know, for me to be successful, whatever the hell that means, I, I think romanticizing this sort of sort of stuff isn't actually the way to go. And, you know, I've got a funny feeling people are probably listening going, well, duh, Elliot, like, come on, how is it taking you this long to figure it out? But that's the thing, see, my perception and, and, and what I believe is true in the world and, you know, my framework of reference, it's all twisted and distorted by these mental illnesses and certain things are amplified when maybe they don't need to be and other things are forgotten about when maybe they should really be focused on. And I think one of the things I sort of forgot about was, you know, a bit of self-care, you know, and doing the right thing by us. And something that was amplified that didn't need to be was this, you know, ridiculous work ethic thing. I don't even know who I was trying to prove it to. I think to myself, I think, you know, by working all these big hours and jobs and doing everything at the same time, getting degrees done, I think it was all about trying to prove to myself that we're worthy, you know. We need to go through the dark times before we can enjoy the light, and, you know, as I say that again, I'm getting a bit of a feeling which tells me, yes, that is what part of part of my psyche believes. And I think it's fair to say now, with the closing of the Cambridge Hotel, that we have done enough in the dark ages. It is time, it is time to look for the light and it is time to work hard for ourselves and not some weird, superficial sort of ideal that we're aiming for. It goes deeper than that. And if we are able to really tap in, you know, that's when we create a life worth living. Unbelievable. It's huge. All right. Well, that's enough of my ramblings. I hope some of that makes sense. As I said, you know, the last sort of thing I remember is going to bed Monday afternoon after me 5 a.m. start. And um, and here we are. It's Thursday and I've got work tomorrow. And that's sort of a bit scary. But anyway, as always, thank you for listening. I do appreciate it. Please support the Patreon if you can. It is Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Elliot Waters. And if you're enjoying the show, of course, please like, subscribe, give us a great rating, and you can share it around with your mates, and you can follow me on Instagram at Elliot.T.Waters. I tell you, if you do follow me on Instagram, you would have seen on my story my whole weekend with the Cambridge. Like, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. It was a great thing to be a part of, but... You know, I really think it's time to sort of let that sort of stuff go and, you know, we need to pivot towards a different angle, which I think will be more fulfilling and create a more successful life for me. And that's pretty cool. That's pretty exciting. Long live the Cambo. I'll say that much. I've had some great memories. I've had some really hard memories there too. Unclogging toilets at 2am, you know, fridges going empty and just having to absolutely load it, you know. You're in behind the bar and it's six deep, you know. It feels like you're in the trenches, I could do a podcast just on my time at the Cambridge Hotel, the good and the bad. But as I said, I think it's fitting that now it is closing after 100 and whatever years because I think, you know, in a metaphorical sense for me personally, I think this is one of those key, key moments and it's time that we pivot just a little bit towards this way instead of this road that we've been on that hasn't really given us what we're looking for. But anyway, anyway, before I go into all that stuff again, I'm going to hold it there. If you're enjoying the show, like I said, follow, like, subscribe, do all that sort of stuff. That would be greatly appreciated. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and I'll see you next time here on the Disregulated Podcast. Podcast.